0: All right, Uh, we're going to jump into the scriptures now. Today we're going to be in John 13, uh, starting in verse 31, so you can turn to that in your scriptures or on your device. Uh, While you're doing that, uh, by way of recap, what we've been doing is we've been looking at one day in the life of Jesus during his last week on earth. And so we've covered days one, two, and three. Uh, We're skipping over day four because day four in our scriptures really doesn't, there's really nothing there. Um that we don't have an account of much going on, Uh, we can cover that another time because I think there are some things to say about that that moment of silence during the week. But then um, today, we're going to cover day five. And so what we have going on here is Jesus having a conversation with Peter. Um, If you look at uh, verse 31, it says, when he was gone, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once Then Jesus says, "'My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another.' Simon Peter asked him, "'Lord, where are you going?' Jesus replied, "'Where am I going?' "'Where am I going?' Uh, You cannot follow, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. That's a very famous uh, passage of scripture, especially that last bit. Everybody's pretty familiar with um, uh, Jesus saying to Peter, you know, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. In case you missed it, Jesus throws in this command uh, which is never done. He throws in a new command and says, uh, "Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another." And Peter's like, just ignores that and says, "Where are you going? I want to go with you. I'm going to lay down my, my life for you." And Jesus is like, "Pay attention," uh, and, and he kind of smacks him down and says, "This is what you're going to do. You really mean what you're going to? You, do you really mean what you just said? I don't think so." Um, And I want you to focus on that loving one another and what that looks like. Um, But that phrase, today what I want to do, that phrase that Peter uses when he says, I'm going to lay down my life, that is what I want to focus on. So let's talk about this concept of laying down our lives. What does it look like for you and me to lay down our life for our faith in this day and age? We're very aware of people in other countries, brothers and sisters in other countries, that lay down their life for their faith, and they are under... Uh, all kinds of persecution that we uh, don't have to endure. Uh, But there is still something about this that is for us in our place in our time right now that we should look at. Um, I'm not talking about what what our culture gives a lot of honor to are these big flamboyant gestures of giving up your life. And we put these in movies all the time, even down to the cartoon level and that kind of thing. But the first one would be like, Uh, There's lots of military movies where there's like one uh, unsung hero who we probably didn't know about in history who maybe went behind enemy lines and saved a bunch of people. But then we put it in all kinds of other movies, too, like Bruce Willis and Armageddon or Anna, um, you know, protecting her sister from Prince Hans at the end of the movie Frozen, you know, things like that. Tony Stark uh, in The Avengers, that type of thing, He, he sacrifices himself to save the universe, you know. But what does it really look like for us today in our everyday lives in all of the little ways, um, you know, as a husband, as a dad, as a as a brother or a sister or a friend or a neighbor? What does it look like? A good place to start would be in Scripture again. Just a few chapters later, if you turn to, to John chapter 15, Jesus dives into this a little bit more. So I'm gonna let the Scriptures do the teaching here and, and then we'll flesh it out a little bit for us. It says in John 15, I am the true vine, love each other. So Jesus is explaining this concept of laying down your life in terms of being like him. And the way to be like him is to abide in him, to be with him, to learn from him how to be like him so that you can do what he did for the reasons that he did. it. He, he, here he says, look, the way you are laying down your life is to love one another the way that I love you. And of course, he's talking to them about how he has shown his love and demonstrated his love for everyone. But he's also still talking about what he said in John 13, that he's going away to a place they cannot follow. He's talking about laying his life down for real on the cross. So when he says, love people like I do, he's saying, give your life up for them. Put down your needs, put down your agenda, put down your nagging uh, little thing, that nagging little thing inside you that always has to have the last word and always has to be right. When you do this, you will be fruitful. You have an impact. Your life is worth something when you live it for Jesus, is what he's saying. So you'll know what it looks like to lay down your life when you give Jesus all your attention. You plug into his life on purpose with habitual practices. But here's the deal. How many of you, how many of you have taken a vacation from God? I mean, really. You can raise your hand. You can raise your hand because we're not all in the same room and no one's going to be looking at you, but it's okay. How many of you have taken a vacation from God where you just like checked out, stopped going to church, stopped reading your Bible, stopped praying, just said, I need a break or whatever? I mean, how'd that work out for you? I mean, when you choose to disconnect from the vine, you end up withering and you might even look successful to others on the outside but inside you're wasting away. And oftentimes when this happens, there's landmine coming in your life or you'll hit rock bottom and God will use that to get your attention. He's like, hey, remember me over here? The roots of the tree, the the source of life is over here. Come on back, come on back. Then there's another type of withering that that can happen to us. And that's what I call the slow, kind of the slow fade. When you only connect to the vine one day a week, Is that what we're called to do here? No. Jesus says, stay connected, period. Return to me. Because apart from me, you can't do anything. Apart from me, you can't do anything. Only by remaining in me will you bear fruit. Do you only feed yourself once a week? Do you only drink water one day a week? Do you just breathe on Sundays? So you gotta do these things uh, daily, all the time, constantly and consistently. This is what Jesus is asking us to do so that we can follow his new command and love each other like he loved us. And then and only then will we be able to lay our lives down like he did. And that's what he's really getting at with Peter. Really, you're gonna lay your life down for me, really? Um, And so it's a consistent daily, week in, week out effort, yes, meeting with the rest of the church on on Sundays. Yes, reading the scriptures daily to yourself. Yes, praying praying each day by yourself, but also meeting in kinfolk groups to care for one another and encourage and build each other up and sharpen one another to the point where we can love each other like Jesus loved us. So how do you know? How do you know the when and the where and the who to lay your life down for? Well, I think you know that by staying plugged in by staying connected to Jesus in all of those ways, by abiding, as he says it. And you also know by having your head up and, and your eyes open to see other people around you, people who need the love of God, to say hello and check in on your friends and your neighbors, to care for them, to really love them into the kingdom on purpose. And did you know a little later in John 17 if you, you can go and look at that if you want uh, right now or later. Just hit pause if you want and go look at it. Jesus prays for his disciples and he prays not just for them, but for those who will believe in him because of his disciples' message about him. And that applies to us today too. In other words, Jesus has already prayed for your neighbor that doesn't know about him yet. He has prayed for your neighbor. He has prayed for your family, your family member who doesn't believe in him yet. He has prayed for your coworker that maybe even hates the idea of church or doesn't like Christians. And he has specifically prayed for all those people and them coming to believe in him because of you giving him, giving them and telling them about Jesus, about how you do it. He's prayed for them because of your witness. Go read that in John 17 why would we lay down our lives? What's the point? Is it just to care about somebody else? Did you know that laying down your life, it isn't convenient? It really isn't convenient. I mean, that's an understatement. But um, most of the time, in all of these little ways that we can lay our lives down, they don't fit into our schedule. You know, you, you can't just, you can't plan laying down your life for uh, 4.15 in the afternoon every Tuesday. (laughs) Take a chance, you know, and take a chance that that's going to be when you're going to lay down your life. You can't schedule it. It happens in interruptions. It happens when, for me, like when I'm walking home from work or when I get home and my neighbor is outside, you know, and that's when they say hello to me and then we strike up a conversation. It happens when I'm walking through the junction to the bank or to the store or something like that. And I run into somebody and I might be in a hurry to be doing something else, but that person's there and God has put them in my path. And he has called me to lay down my life. Um, And so it comes, it comes through the way you treat people all the time, whether at work, at home, out on errands, whatever, all of it is so that they will know Jesus. Uh, Another way of looking at it is this. I know people People in marketing might get this, but I hope the rest of you get it as well. You know what uh, what we're about, but maybe you haven't heard it in these terms. The church is in the business of something. You know what the church sells? The church sells changed lives. And it's specifically it's selling your changed life. You, you go out and you talk about how Jesus changed your life, how, how he changed your life. And that is the selling point for someone else's life to be changed. Your life being changed is what we celebrate. You choosing to lay down your life and share the change in your life with someone else. We celebrate that. We care about that. That is the power of connection. It's really important right now, even more than normal, uh, because of being separated because of this virus. But there are ways for you to step out, to reach out, to lay your life down, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And now is the time. Because... People are isolated and lonely and afraid, and they, they need to know the love that you know and the, and the love that you have that comes from Jesus. So, write cards and call people and deliver groceries and check in on your neighbors and use social media, media positively. All of those ways are ways that we lay down our life in, in the day to day moments um, so that we can share the love of Christ that He asks us with this command love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And he connects that in John 15 with laying down your life. Um, As I was thinking about this a few days ago, I realized that when Peter says he will lay his life down, he's just like us. I mean, he's just like us. We say a lot of things with our lips. We say a lot of things with our lips, but do we really mean them? And do we mean them... But, I mean, we do mean them, but the proof is in the way our lives are lived out, not in the words that we bandy about. I love this quote by Dallas Willard. He has this quote that says, We don't believe something by merely saying we believe it, or even when we believe that we believe it. We believe something when we act as if it were true. And that's what we need. We need action. We need a recommitment each day. To live like Jesus each and every morning and focus on acting on what we believe. Who is God putting in front of you? What is it like to see this, this through God's eyes to lay your life down for him?